Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time to kick off with Dirt and Spray. There's the snap, a spinning handoff, and it goes to Mitchell, who bores his way in. That is a touchdown over the right guard. The Niners have scored again. They're in the NFC Championship game. Mahomes in the pocket, throws a deep one behind the defense, it is caught! Valdez Scantling with the grab! He got behind Millett for 33 yards! Downfield delivery to Valdez Scantling. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Super Week with Dirt and Spray on 1080. That was looking fantastic. The fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spraying on Portland's Sports Leader 1080, the fan. Happy Monday, everybody. How we doing? Swigard, welcome back. Thank you. How was the roadie? Uh, the roadie was fantastic. The pilots are on a winning streak. That's two in a <laughs> row, baby. Everybody feeling good. Schultz told me on Friday that they uh, they beat uh, Pacific, and I went, "Hey, all right." You got uh, we got Pepperdine back here at home Saturday night. There you go, two games in a row, baby. Little momentum. It's a big week. <laughs> Little momentum. Wednesday in Spokane against Gonzaga. Saturday back home against St. Mary's. Is it not the worst about that sport when you're feeling down and out, and then your team randomly wins two games, and you went, "Oh, they figured it out." And then they go to Los Angeles and they lose both games, one of which getting bludgeoned by 30 points to the worst team in the conference. That's what it's like to be an Oregon State fan. Yeah. I I understand a similar fate. You know what that's like. I know exactly what that's right? like. Right when you think, oh, it's clicking. doesn't click anymore. More focused on Wednesday. Gonzaga is as vulnerable as Gonzaga has been in a decade. Yeah, I don't want to turn the opening segment into all WCC Gonzaga talk, but I find them interesting this year in the – they seem like just a bunch of role guys. They don't have a dude. Who's their dude? Who's the dude? Who's the Chet? Who's the Suggs? They don't have a dude this year. Uh, Well, their dude just isn't NBA draft lottery dude. Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I know Timmy was a dude. But like, Graham E.K.'s replaced him. He came okay. over from Wyoming, and he's a dude. But... um. But he's not going. They they don't have a lottery pick. This they year. went a lot of years where it felt like there was that one or two, like yeah. every year. Yeah. So Nemhard's younger brother is their point guard. Oh, okay. He's a problem because he might be the fastest guy in all of college basketball. Sure. 
keeping him in front of us will be a challenge. I mean, they still got Anton Watson. If you were to stack the rosters, we know that the advantages are all yes, <laughs> but they don't have uh, they don't have a Chet, they don't have a rim protector as they've had. They don't even have a Brandon Clark. Um, the guy that was supposed to be that guy went with Tommy Lloyd to Arizona. His name's Umar Balo. That was supposed to be the guy. Yeah. Um, and then they don't have another lights out shooter like Corey Kispert. Kispert was special. So Nolan Hickman can get hot, but they don't have one guy. It's like the minute he crosses half court, you better find him. Does does he few does does few does Mark few feel like he's long for that job? I, I don't know I why. Think I, so. I have like I, a I, read that. Where's like, he gonna go at this point? I don't know if he's going anywhere. I, I think it would be more about... He's in his 60s, isn't he? Yeah, he just got a 700th win. Um, he's been there for, what, 23, 24 years? He's 61 years. I just I wouldn't put it past somebody like him to just stay in Spokane his whole life and retire in I think years. so. The, the big question is, will Gonzaga finally quit teasing the conference and just go to a bigger conference at some point? Well, the Big 12's been calling for him. So you got to figure out how that works without football. My question is how much money... Well, it works for Notre Dame in the ACC without football. Well, but they still have their own football. Like, yeah. does Gonzaga get absolutely lost? If they made even half of the TV deal that the Big 12 is now have, wouldn't that that's still be well, more than Well, but I don't know what their share would be without playing football. Well, but I'm saying even if you took football out and cut their distribution yeah. in half, that would still be more than the WCC's given You them. would assume so. They can they can survive yeah because they're surviving on the WCC stuff they can survive on a yeah. lesser share of whatever the Big Twelve is so we'll see if um what happens I know that they're they're they want to expand and they're using having Washington State and Oregon State for a couple of years to buy them some time to find the right other schools to expand they would like to get I think they'd like to get to twelve actually total. Where are they at right now? They're at 10? We're at 9. nine. Yeah, okay. So that'd be uh, Because 11. BYU okay. went to the Big 12. That's right. So they definitely want an even number, whether it's 10 or 12. They want to get there. Hmm. Um, so, But they're not having Washington State and Oregon State for a couple of years doesn't force their hand to just jump at whoever's available. Sure. Well, the Pilots coming in on a two-game winning streak. So, yeah. So, everybody's riding high. Gonzaga's coming to town. It's no, we're going the, to Spokane. We're going to Spokane. That's always a big deal to go play we'll in We'll worry about St. Mary's on Saturday. Well, St. Mary's is There's, also a different animal. They're a different animal, and they're a horrible matchup for us. They are, and they just beat Gonzaga. They so, did. There you go. The Gonzaga fans weren't happy. I thought of you on Friday. I uh, got done with the show, and uh, Carl Weathers died. I was, that one got me. Apollo Creed. It Apollo got me too. Creed. It got me too. Chubbs. Yes, Chubbs. I put a I wasn't as up. much, I know a lot of people knew, uh, you know, it was Predator work, and I knew of it. I just, that that particular genre of film doesn't get me the way. Uh, no, I, 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 look, Predator's awesome. He's good yeah. in Predator, but he also, he dies. He's not Arnold in that movie. Yeah. Uh, and you could also say, well, he dies in Happy Gilmore too, and that's, that's accurate. Uh, but. I think his his most famous roles Apollo are Creed. Apollo oh, Creed yeah. and Chubbs for sure. Yep. Apollo Creed probably number one because of how much more popular I would assume Rocky in the franchise is than Happy well, Gilmore. Yeah, Rocky won an Oscar, I believe. Yeah, but Happy Gilmore. Yeah, but Oscars are not the end all be all. In fact, we're watching Oscars be handed to movies that kind of like really somebody 
But I mean, it didn't win Best Picture. It's not like it got like, you know. Yeah, but I don't think that award show is. You you only had five movies get nominated for it back in the day. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is Rocky, I know, is bigger, but also the ability of cult classics and to be on TV constantly the way Happy Gilmore also is. Yes. I think Chubbs is right there for him. Yeah. I put a poll question up. Who who is your favorite Carl Weathers character, Chubbs or Apollo Creed? I'll go check the results of that, but I would imagine Apollo wins. I would think so. But I watched Happy Gilmore with my 12-year-old daughter. There you go. <laughs> she had never seen it, and she she thought it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Taking the fastballs in the batting cage, hitting his hand and getting it ran over by a semi-truck. <laughs> The alligator head that ended up killing Fighting him. Fighting Bob Barker in the Celebrity <laughs> Pro-Am. <laughs> she loved that scene. Did she know who Bob Barker no, was? I had no idea. Had to explain that she one. Said, uh, what? Who is this? <laughs> Why is this old guy in this movie now? And I, well, that's Bob Barker. He just died. Uh, Does he, she know what the price is right is? Not at all. Oh, okay. Well, you got to think, like, no, I know. But the era of staying sick, at home is you know, if Price you're is sick Right. at home at 10 o'clock. It's not Price is Right anymore, man. That ended 20 years ago. No, it's still going with Drew No, Kendrick. no, 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 no. Okay, first of all, yeah, it is still going. Nobody's watching that show nearly as much. Well, I know, but it's still there, CBS, 10 a.m. But people aren't staying home anymore and watching Price is uh, Right the way that we did because they have YouTube and the internet. Oh, I understand. And TikTok. I just, usually when you're sick, you're just lying on the couch and you, man. Yeah, but you're 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 thinking you're thinking of it the way that we had it. Yeah, both of us, despite yeah. our age gap, we both lived this life of all I have is cable. I just had to get up and actually physically move the dial. You had a remote. You didn't have a remote control. Not when I was little. Oh man, I like to hear that stuff. L- that came that came more in my teenage years. Were you having a, the the like the twelve buttons? Because that was our first TV. I had to hit the button on um, the TV. No, not the buttons. When we got the first little cable box that was in it, that had the little slide clicker thing. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Not but, having a remote would be brutal. Yeah, that was when you know you'd go over to grandma and grandpa's when you were sick, and they had a TV that weighed eight thousand. It was a piece of furniture. Yeah, but there was an element to changing the channel that I used to like of either the button or the knob that you had to turn. Yeah, this was a whole, you know, yeah, knob thing. I, I know. I remember it. My yeah. great-grandparents had a TV like that. By the way, the poll question was, what was your favorite? Not what was ah. the best. What was your favorite? And it's a tiny sample size, but Chubbs won. I get that. He's great in that role. He's awesome. I mean, he's great in general. It's all in the head. It's all in. You know what's funny is I remember that scene. I've seen that movie too many times to count. Yeah. But in re-watching it on, what was it, Friday, in re-watching it, he really leans into the the lisp. Oh, yeah. It's all in the hips. Yep. And if you look at his face, it's almost like they couldn't get a straight shot, so they just took the best <laughs> one where he was laughing, because he is laughing with Adam Sandler. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. He just, I, I couldn't imagine having to shoot that scene. But Carl Weathers passing away. And I, you know, for more recent work, I mean, he's done a million things, but uh, people were chiming in that his role as himself in Arrested Development. Oh, okay. And I, I haven't watched all I of the, watched Arrested, all the Arrested Development episodes, but I've seen snippets of him in that. And he basically comes off as the cheap guy. So he like eats something off the bone and goes, Larry, or not Larry, but uh, you, know, you throw this in a pot and you can make a stew. And now I've got soup too. <laughs> And so that seemed like great. And then he was also in The Mandalorian. He was one of the, you know, more popular characters 
in the Star Wars Disney Plus show The Mandalorian. So it's you know sad we lost him too. But at least he had that last season. But uh, Carl Weathers dying, I didn't think it would do anything, and it did. I was kind of put down in the dumps a little bit. I like Carl Weathers. Yeah, that was sad as we were uh, we were heading home from Stockton. One of the all-time great mustaches, too, in the business. Oh, yeah, him, Billy D. Williams. Yeah, Billy Tom D. Williams. Yeah, yeah, your top three. Sam Elliott? Elliott's is in there. Yep, it's would, a little different. Who would the fifth be? Who is our fifth great mustache? we got Selleck, Weathers, Billy D., Sam Elliott. Who is our fifth great mustache actor? Mm. Trying to think of the 80s. 80s and Burr 90s. Reynolds. Burr Reynolds. Yeah. Can we come up? I don't think we come up with five better ones than that one. I would challenge anybody to get a better five than that. Well, uh, we can go through that if you want to uh, give your five most famous, you know, actor mustaches of all time. We have Burt Reynolds, Sam Elliott, Tom Selleck, Carl Weathers, and Billy D. Williams. I'm sure there's going to be one that somebody throws at us that we go, oh, yeah. And we're going to have to think about if we bump anybody, but I'm not bumping Carl Weathers. R.I.P. Carl Weathers. A uh, longtime actor, obviously famous for his Apollo Creed role. We have a loaded show today, Swigard. I, I know you're coming in with the Mondays, the travel weekend, the busyness behind the scenes. We've got a busy show today. We have four guests. This is, I think, the second time ever the show has had four guests. Well, it is super week. It, yeah, it's super week with the super big football game. The super big football game, the NBA trade deadline. You imagine being so greedy as an entity, you prohibit people from just branding it what it is. We have to call it the super big important game. Well, you call it the super big game when you, if we're just talking about it, we can we refer can say to it. it as Super Bowl. But the minute somebody's paying yeah, for some access, yeah. you got to you gotta dial it back. That's why our open say Super Week on the fans, yes. not the obvious name of what the game is. But it is here. And so let's run down the guests. We had some Chip Kelly news over the weekend break and also some pretty big college football news that happened like as soon as we got off the air on Friday. Prototypical 905 fashion, it breaks. <laughs> uh, so we haven't been able to react to the SEC and the Big Ten stuff. Jesse Simonton is a columnist for On3 Sports. He had the Chip Kelly news. He'll join us coming up here at the bottom of this hour at 630. At 7, I had forgot that we booked this. You had to remind me. Michael Lombardi. He's got a new book out. He does the uh, podcasting stuff. He's all over TV. Former NFL front office exec. He knows Bill Belichick. He grew up into that tree. Or not grew up, but he was, you know, made his bones in that business. And he's got a really good perspective. We'll dive into the Super Bowl with him uh, at 7 a.m. At 7.30, we will break from football. NBA trade deadline week is here. It's on Thursday. And so Sean Hyken of the Rose Garden Report will join us for the Daily Ticker at 7.30. We'll get his early read of if the Blazers are going to be active at all. And then coming up at 8.15, we'll talk a little hodgepodge of things. Uh, Oregon football is number three in the recruiting rankings. Uh, basketball programs in the Pac-12, Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon got a split. Oregon State got embarrassed in their second game and went 0-2 on the road after beating Arizona schools. So we'll talk about that and conference realignment stuff in general with Tyson Alger. So there you go. There's our four guests it is Jesse Simonton, Michael Lombardi, Sean Hyken, and Tyson Alger coming up uh, on the show. Let's get it going. We'll start a uh, nice little road trip. Well, kind of. Not bad. We'll start locally. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Got some uh, sorting to get out done or get done here. Uh, Somebody bring up a good point at the uh, Vancouver Ford text line. Must be nice to get six years of security because of a two-week sample that is the outlier of your success. I still can't believe they extended Tinkle because he had an incredible two-week run with a crappy team. He's awful. His road home splits, have you seen these? His home road splits are, like, embarrassingly bad. They they had, like, 38 points with eight minutes to go in the game. <laughs> they, they're awful. And, uh, you know, Arizona State is on a losing streak right now, but Oregon State might be the worst team in the conference at this point. That's that's where it's at. But, hey, the Elite Eight happened, and so let's give a seven-year extension or whatever the hell it was. Uh, I, I feel that common a lot. And you look no further than Washington State. I've said this before. With the uncertainty of the football landscape, and we'll dive into that with Jesse Simonton of On3 coming up here at the bottom of the hour it certainly feels like you should care more about your basketball program. Your women's program's fantastic. Ruick's got that thing in great shape. It's humming. Yeah, they had a down year a year or two ago. They had, they had two seasons kinda, that you'd say were a little some down. some people transfer out, yeah. didn't have a, you know, the recruiting class wasn't where it had been before, but, but now you got, got it right back. You've got young players and yeah. veteran players. It's a great combo, and they're thriving. You should care about your men's program, and it's quite clear they don't. And if they did, well, again, this is the position they put themselves in. I digress. I don't know what to do about Sprague and Line. We'll get to some Blazer stuff very quickly here. Did you even do it on Friday? I, I totally did do it Friday. No, I, I'm well aware you and Dirt did not give your picks in. And so I'm stuck in a position of I'm dead last. And I know one guy's busy and the other guy's busy. It's not my responsibility to bother you guys for your Sprague and Line picks. I was told last week counts. And this coming week counts. No, this coming week definitely. No, I was told last week counts by the guy that keeps the records. Okay. That I had what two did you weeks. Go? I went two and one. 
So you're one game behind me. No, but here's the thing. You guys did not participate. And I went 0 for 3. Well, I'm not going to make you go automatically 0 for 3. But what I'm asking is, I don't know what to do here. I It doesn't feel fair because of both of your situations, but also it's not fair to me. So should I just accept dead last and be the caddy? Uh, because I also don't know if he's going to text in this week. He's on, he's on junior business. Yeah. I, I'm not going to well, bother him. Well, it'll be him. easier this week. I will be back because our game is Wednesday this week, so I will be here on Friday. No, I know, but what am I doing about him? I'm not bothering him. I don't want to text him about this. Oh. I'm not texting him at all. I'll text him. I don't want you to bother him. I'm the show producer. A, te- a text is not bothering. Uh, if he gets bent out of shape by a text, he can ignore it. Here's the thing. I kind of want you not to text him. listening. Uh, but he is not listening. Uh, I kind of don't want you to text him. I'd rather just see if he even thinks okay. about it. If you want to pick up two games and I think it would be make it interesting for the show, I think that would give me what a one game lead going into the final one. I don't I didn't know what rec- I don't also don't have records. Oh, I'd have it to would go back be on. I think they're on. I'll go back and look at the tweet. That's all that's the only way I can do it, yeah. So I'll go back and do that, but I think it was Yeah. I think you were 3 I think I was 3 games up. You were 3 or 4. I know that yeah. there was a gap there. Uh, we'll sort it out. We'll figure it out. But yeah, I made. I didn't want to make picks. You know my stance. Non-football well, season. God, what an awful weekend of. I picked three whatever. NBA games. Yeah, and I, you know, I was lucky to go two and one. But thankfully, I did. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out. I just thought, okay, I don't know what to do here. Should I just accept last? What we're doing with dirt being out? So for we so either long? do that, or we can give double points. Double wins for each for this one. coming weekend. So each okay. each win or e- if you win right. a bet, it counts as two. Two. Okay. We yeah. could do that. We could do that. Um, we'll see what he, if we get his picks. I want to ask you: the Blazers went on the road to Denver. They had two games in a row against. I Denver. saw the second half of last night's game. That's okay. They hung with Denver. They actually played decently on the yeah, trip. Yeah, they're a little shorthanded. Chris Murray was in the starting lineup. He was. Jeremy and Malcolm sat sat out of the the second game. Uh, they hung tough with him in the first game as well. DeAndre continues to play better basketball. Scoot had 30 in the first, not so much in the second, so it continues to be rookie. Have we seen this version of the Blazers? Have we seen it for the last time at home? Will there be a trade is what I'm asking. Mm, yes, because their next game is Thursday. Thursday. Oh, that's the day before the trade deadline. Thursday is the deadline. So whoever gets traded Thursday, oh. it'll happen before a game. I thought the trade deadline was the ninth. No, it's the eighth. It's the eighth. It's the okay. eighth. Yeah. Um, I think somebody gets dealt. I don't know how many, but I think definitely somebody gets dealt because they keep acting like they're not going to move anything. That's kind of the the vibe that they're sending out. Is like, oh, we don't really need to trade. I don't think they value the draft capital for this year's picks. So it's like a moot point to bring it up. They already have two picks. Yeah. I want to ask Hyken about that. How much this draft class sucking has kind of changed maybe the thinking of acquiring as many assets as they can or forcing that issue. But it certainly feels like, I mean, it's sitting on the fence, I think. They'd have to have the right offer presented to them swag for them to want to move off. Yeah. Certainly Jeremy. Jeremy is not a piece I think they want to trade. No, they would like for him to be a piece of whatever is to come. But Malcolm is the one that's like, eh, or Tease. Tease hasn't been shooting the ball very well as of late. Uh, so, you know, maybe it's a Tease or a Malcolm thing, depending on who comes calling. I did see Heat Nation is back. <laughs> They're back to telling us 
Portland should give them the positional player that they so they so covet. They need guard play. Rozier's been awful. They have been in a tailspin since that trade, and Malcolm Brogdon would make sense for them. But here we are again with the do you give Malcolm for Tyler Hero? That's what Miami Heat fans are are yelling about right now. No, I think if if the Heat are desperate enough to come back and try to get him, then I would. Tyler Hero doesn't fit what they're trying to do in any way, shape, or form. Well, they're worse with him too. Well, not not Portland. Miami is yeah. worse with him. That's why they want to move. That him. is that's not what anything that Cronin or Billups wants to bring in. Yeah, unless they're taking the same approach they took with the Dame trade. Can you flip a piece for a piece that you could flip again? I, at some point, we got to quit flipping. Really? You're already over the flipping, huh? Uh, and, and Well, at some point, Tough it has real to estate turn, guy. turn into something. Well, that's that's what we're talking about. Will this turn into anything this year? I don't know if it turns into anything this year. Because Jeremy's under contract and Malcolm's got another year after this. Like, they don't have to rush yeah, this. The Robert Williams, the third injury. You can kinda, do that in the summer. You don't. Yeah. Well, he, he's not playing. He's out no, the whole year. I'd save that for the summer. We'll see. Somebody might get. I don't know. I don't know how desperate Philly gets. How long Embiid's going to be out? If they're desperate for something, that's another team. It's like, are you going to get desperate because like he might be back? But if you if you get the right seed, like you get the Knicks in the first round as a seven seed, if you fall to that and Embiid yeah. comes back for the postseason, Knicks are a tough team. Well, but if you're the seven seed, you got to do the play in thing. True. But if you have Embiid, I mean, if Embiid is healthy, and that's a big issue. It should be, but it's one game or yeah. two games if you're the seventh seed. But, but I'm, I'm going to get Joel Embiid against who? Trey Young? Yeah, I guess but you could say coming, he beat him a couple How years much ago. time does he have to come back with I, that sort of thing? I And like I said, I don't know if they want to try to, you know, stay in a top four so they can be have home court advantage. I don't know. Yeah. If they're desperate and they feel like he's going to be back sooner than later and they don't want to give up too much ground, I could see him trying to do something well we'll talk about this with sean hyken coming up at 7 30 uh we don't normally have a lot of guests in the first hour of the show swigard that's exciting it is exciting well this guy broke some of the chip kelly news the chip kelly is unhappy and ucla is unhappy and here they are they're still together chip kelly we thought anybody be unhappy living in los angeles i've been making this point i think almost all of college football is generally unhappy yeah generally most fan bases and entities are unhappy right now And we'll talk about why that is as well. Jesse Simonton covers college football for On3. He'll join us coming up next on the Chip Kelly front and just where the state of college football sits. Jesse Simonton is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you on this Monday morning, 6.35 a.m. And uh, we've got a guest on 3.com, columnist for college football, Jesse Simonton on Twitter, at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Give him a follow. He's got a couple stories up right now at on3.com, including with Chip Kelly eyeing an exit from UCLA, the Bruins made a mistake not firing their head coach last November, and he dives into it. It's a really good read. Jesse joins us now. Good morning, Jesse. Thanks for hopping on with us this morning. I uh, I really enjoyed the article, and I, I want to ask, like, how, how did we get to this point where a program doesn't want to coach, but the coach is trying to leave the program but can't get a job yet, and here you are in February not having any idea what the future holds between the two? Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Brandon. I mean, it's UCLA is in a lose-lose situation right now, and, and I think that they – uh, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty in, in a lot of these situations. But, you know, when that news leaked after UCLA kind of no-showed, had a, had a real terrible performance against Arizona State, all those reports leaked out uh, from some Bruins insiders that they were going to move on from Chip Kelly, that it had been, you know, six seasons. The results simply hadn't been there uh, with the expectations. He was kind of clashing with boosters, the NIL funds were insufficient, and then he goes and he really kind of embarrasses Lincoln Riley that very next week. They they have a huge win against USC. Didn't even matter that they that a lot of, I think a lot of people forget they didn't lose to Cal in, in in ugly fashion the very next week. But that USC win seemed to save his job. Um, and yet, with everything that's kind of materialized after that that we can get into, it really looks like they should have pulled the trigger when when they you know. Uh, we're itching to do so back in mid-November. It felt like, Jesse, for us covering the Pac-12 out here, that it, it just felt like that was like in, uh, inevitable to a certain degree, that like this had run its course and it hadn't been very successful. Why didn't UCLA do the obvious thing? Well, I think, for one, I, I'm not sure that they – I think that they, you know, you have a guy like Dante Moore and he's on your team and you're not really sure how that situation is going to unfold. And so there were ADs this past cycle that were nervous about opening up that whole free transfer window within your roster. Um, I think they also probably felt, hey, look, Chip has, has put together a really strong defensive staff. Uh, with the Ant and Lynn, you know, a young guy he brought back, brought from the NFL. What happens? They totally turn around UCLA's defense. They had one, one of the top ten defenses in the country a year ago. Um, and the fact that you're going into the Big Ten next season in 2024, uh, yeah, I think there was, I think they were pushed towards maintaining that continuity. Uh, again, then he wins the bowl game, so they go eight and five. Doesn't look quite as bad. But everything that's unfolded since has just been disastrous. You lose Lynn to USC. Moore goes to the transfer portal anyways and ends up transferring to Oregon. And then the top two guys who absolutely would have been UCLA's, you know, main targets, Jed Fish 
uh, and Jonathan Smith are now no longer in the Pac-12 um, and, you know, no longer at their current jobs. Fish is now at Washington, and Jonathan Smith was one of the first coaches hired when he when he left for Michigan State. So this has all culminated into a very, very bad no-win situation, no matter how this plays out. If Chip ends up getting another job, uh, be it with the Seattle Seahawks uh, or something else, um, UCLA's in a really rough spot. And if he stays, they're kind of in a broken marriage where clearly each party – isn't exactly satisfied with the other right now. Now, Jesse Simonton's our guest here, National College Football Columnist for On3.com. He's got some good, uh, good pieces up at On3.com, including this Chip Kelly one uh, that he broke over the weekend. Let me ask you, if, if, they don't, if he doesn't get a coveted OC gig in the NFL, I don't even know what's available. I have to go look through it. But if he doesn't leave for the NFL and he stays – is UCLA really going to run this in? Because if they start the season something like 1-5, and five, doesn't that kind of feel like the obvious first coach kind of fired in the Big Ten because neither likes each other? I guess I'm asking, if Chip doesn't find a job, UCLA's really going to try to stick this out for a few weeks into the season? Or is this something where you could see him coaching the entire year? I don't understand, I guess, the strategy of UCLA's side of this. Well, the, the problem with where UCLA is right now is as we sit here on, what is it, February fifth or, or or so whatever it is early february ucla if they were to fire chip kelly let's say tomorrow you know that 30-day transfer portal window would then open up for their roster so how much are you willing to hemorrhage your own team right now uh heading into what's going to be a very difficult situation in the big 10 next season so if they do go in if chip does not get a job which i, I believe the seattle seahawks is one of the only NFL coordinator jobs still open. Now the Oakland Raiders still have that, that opening since Cliff ended up going to. No, they hired Luke uh, Getze. They got Getze from the, the oh, Chicago guy. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I missed that. So one, one uh, situation that could be interesting to monitor is that Chip has been at least somewhat, I think, linked to the Boston College opening. Mm. I don't think that's going to happen because I do think that Chip wants out of college football. Um, and that seems to be trending towards Bill O'Brien. But if Bill O'Brien gets hired, what does that mean for Ohio State? I, I, I doubt that that would be an avenue for Chip, but he does have a relationship with Ryan Day. You know, I think Ryan Day played for Chip uh, at New Hampshire. So that, that could be something to potentially monitor. Either way, I don't think that Chip is going to be long-term for UCLA. It would not behoove UCLA to make a move, though, now, because they've been backed into a corner where if you did, you would lose already. You've already lost some of your best players on the roster anyways. How much more are you willing to kind of give up there? What was your read on the Big Ten and SEC announcing their advisory joint committee group evaluating the landscape of the future of the sport? What was your read on that? It's a power move by two power players. I mean, it's not a surprise that Tony Batiti and Greg Sankey are looking to kind of um, flex their elbows and, and make moves here. They're, they're both of them, they, the, the two power conferences, my, my colleague Andy Staples has kind of nicknamed them big and rich. Um, but they're, you know, they're, they're, the, they're going to be the power players in the sport. So if this was five years ago, that relationship never would have uh, happened because, you know, it was like ice and, uh, oral and water with, with Sankey and Kevin Warren, but Petiti and Sankey have a much better relationship. They are going to, to dictate it and kind of uh, determine what the future of college athletics look like, especially um, because there is this kind of power vacuum right now 
um, with no commissioner and, and no real, you know, structure or guidelines from the NCAA. Uh, Jesse, I'll get you out here on this one, man, because good stuff on UCLA, but the college football world is interesting. It's it's evolving, but evolving in a lot of people's ways, not not in the best not in the best direction. Do you think this ultimately leads to a Big Ten SEC break off of just them two, or do you think they're just looking to consolidate most of the money and most of the available spots and whatever expanded playoff they conclude with in a couple years? That that is absolutely a factor. I, I think the biggest thing for these for these schools is is what does the future of college athletics look like in terms of structure, infrastructure, model. And I think that's the, the big focus that Petiti and, and Sankey have. And I think that would include a lot of those West Coast schools, um, whether, it, whether it is Oregon and Washington and U, USC and UCLA and, and even the Arizona schools that want to participate. Because uh, in this Super League, you know, you, you have a league like that that's basically a mini NFL. How many schools are really going to sign up to lose eight, nine games a year? Um, so if you kind of maintain what college football has looked like for a long time, but modernize it with, hey, these kids need to be on scholarship, but they need to be on some sort of uh, contract where, you know, the transfer portal isn't running wild. NIL becomes a, 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 largely a non-factor for the majority of the players, you know, unless you're Caleb Williams. Um, and I think that would help alleviate a lot of the, the, the problems right now in, in college athletics. Have, figure out a collective bargaining agreement, admit and acknowledge that this is basically a mini professional league, but you could still maintain the modicum uh, of amateurism by, you know, these kids are still going to school. They're still doing that, but they're just, you know, contractually played to pay a sport that, that is making all these schools uh, ungodly amounts of money. Yeah, there we go. Good stuff. Jesse Simonton of On3.com, national college football columnist. He's got some pieces up, On3.com, including this Chip Kelly eyeing an exit from UCLA and how the Bruins made a mistake not firing their head coach last November to get ahead of the hiring cycle and trying to salvage the portal and recruiting classes and whatnot. It's a really good read, and it certainly seems like a very bad marriage. Jesse Simonton on Twitter, at Jesse Ree Simonton. Jesse, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, there we go. Good stuff from Jesse Simonton of On3.com. Let's talk a little bit about this. The, the state of college football and just how ugly it clearly is at UCLA with Chip. That's next on The Fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And some thoughts that the uh, the YouTube video is lagging. I hope that's not still happening for people on the YouTube stream. It looks stream. a little sluggish. Great. Awesome. <laughs> it's always nice when that happens on a nearly everyday basis in the 6 a.m. hour. Uh, sorry for that. I apologize on behalf of our station, uh, but thank you. You can also reach the show at the Vancouver 4 text line, 503-864-6326. Michael Lombardi, uh, former NFL front office exec. You've seen him on ESPN. He's got his own podcast. He's got a book out. He's going to join us at the top of the hour. We have a Super Bowl this week. Oh, my God. It's here. I'm a fan of one of the teams, and I'm miserable. Why? 
You have no faith. What do you? What? I ha- my team has to get past the greatest quarterback to breathe oxygen. It just it it seems. But he's no, only got one target that he's like cool. truly. Yeah, okay. You're doing it too. Are you going to do that? You're going to tell me he only has one real target and that offense should get shut down. Okay, I, I've heard it before. Then he goes into Baltimore. Then he goes into Buffalo and none of oh, that you're matters. You're going to be insufferable this week. Thank God I'm out for a few days. You know what? Thank your lucky stars your team isn't any good. It's not fun <laughs> when your team's good. It makes it more miserable. Uh, we had some news break on Friday. One of our listeners tweeted, like, I'm so pissed. Like, as soon as you guys sign off, something happens. Yeah, I felt the same way. The Big Ten and the SEC announced a partnership, an advisory joint group they're putting together to to examine and explore the future of college football and the final few years of the college football playoff. They have not locked into an agreement, and they want they might want to run this course until 2026 and then re-examine everything. Now, Ross Dellinger wrote a really good piece, as he almost always does on this stuff, at Yahoo Sports, and he specifically cites the Pac-2, not the Pac-12, the Pac-2. He said at their meeting ahead of the championship game, the board of managers encompassing a president of each of the 10 FBS conferences in Notre Dame was poised to lead the uh, the 12-team expanded playoff from what's known as the 6-plus-6 format to the 5-plus-7. So it's one less automatic qualifier a decision corresponding with the Pac-12's demise. However, the vote was delayed by Pac-12 representative on the board, Wazoo's Kirk Schultz, whose vote in format change is necessary. The decision must be unanimous to change the format for the final two years of the contract in 24 and 25. According to those with knowledge of the situation, Schultz introduced the CFP leadership, a proposal that seeks guarantee of voting rights and revenue distribution to the Pac-2's Washington State and Oregon State beyond the 2025 season, that proposal, presumably tied to his vote in a format change, was, in no shocking development, met with pushback. <laughs> What's your read on the Big Ten and the SEC joining together for a, quote, advisory board? Well, uh, it, it clearly shows that they are doing their own thing. They don't worry about anybody else. But they know that in order to do anything unilaterally, they got to have at least some sort of head nod from the other conference in order to get it implemented. So the fact that they're talking, they may decide to do things differently. I don't know. Um, we heard from Jesse there talking about, yeah, Kevin Warren and, and Paul uh, Jim Sankey were oil and water. So if he and Petiti are getting along a little better, then... That relationship was, as soon as Petiti got the job, by all reporting, it sounds yeah. like he reached out and they so, joined together. Um, but no, you. I mean, they should be talking. This is how we're handling this. Their, their TV networks are different. Now the Big Ten, I don't think the Big Ten in the future will be dealing directly with ESPN much, will they? Uh, NBC, they got NBC, Fox. CBS, and Fox as their main guys. Now, there's probably an occasional. There's always because they still be have a Big the Big Ten, Ten Network yeah. to put their own stuff on, and that's a partnership with Fox. So I don't know how much they're dealing with ESPN, ABC. Yeah, we. I'd have to go look at that. Usually, they get that 9 a.m. ESPN game as soon yeah. as game day's done. I, I, I wonder where those will go. We'll see if any of those go to Peacock. How many go on the Big Ten that's Network? Right. The Cock Network's going to be in full force. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. You have CBS Sports Network now. That do they figure in? Do they get a 9 a.m. game from the Big Ten that goes there? I, I don't know all the pieces and parts for the for the second and third picks 
after after each network gets their big primetime game. Well, something we could ask Tyson Alger at 8.15 and maybe talk about in the, the third hour of the show, Swag, is do you trust that these two entities are going to make it better or worse? Because I, I said this at the at the start of this. When, you, when USC announced they were going with UCLA to the Big Ten, I remember doing those shows in the summer with third, and I remember saying, like, you think this is over? No, 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 no. This is going to be Big Ten expansion more. And that ended up being his alma mater, even though in the moment he didn't, you know, felt like, okay, they're going to stay here. And my biggest fear was that these two entities were going to realize where they were and who they were and basically break off and form their own thing. I still have that concern. I think people poo-pooing that. And Josh Pate hinted at something. I think what he was hinting out on the show last night, for those that missed it, he says, and there's another domino that's probably going to fall next year after some legal cases that is, without a doubt to me, Florida State Florida and the ACC yeah. basically probably crumbling. And at that point, the SEC and Big Ten swoop up their power players. And now you've expanded from, what, 16 and 18 to maybe a clean both Well, 22. I also wonder if they'll be looking to replace rather than add. Do 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 you get to do a point? Do you cut a program for a different is, program? Can, is it feasible to have a 20-team conference? Not just in football, but in all the other sports. I, I think the way the sport is modeled now, and you're seeing this with coaching, Chip Kelly's a good example of this. I, I just think you're seeing in general, like, it's just such a broken situation. There's a lot to fix, whether that's, you know, player associations or unions of some sort and revenue distribution broken off in eight different ways. I don't know what it is, but But if these you have 20 two, teams in the SEC and you're only playing an eight-game schedule, you're only playing a third of the conference, well, how is that relevant? Petiti wants to expand the playoff to 16. That's the other part of this. He wants it to be 16 after Well, that's all years. fine and dandy, but what I'm saying is in the conference, if you're only playing a third of the other conference, how is that relevant to determine a single-game champion? That's a that's certainly a fair question to be asked. I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I think all of this is still a little confusing and hazy. But those two being involved together in cahoots, that that would make me very nervous for the non-power players of the sport. We'll talk with Tyson Alger about that at eight fifteen. Uh, but we start our second hour. The Super Bowl is here. Author and former NFL front office exec Michael Lombardi will join the show to kick off hour number two to give us a, a glimpse into his book and what he thinks about this matchup. Hour two, Dirt and Sprague on the Odyssey app and the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.